Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode number 170 overall, or it's episode four. No, it's season four, episode 20. My name is Britt, and I'm confused. I'm Craig. And we are back after another fantastic week of NFL football. Craig, how the hell are you? Uh, not too bad, you know, still swimming through quarantine and, um, you know, last week in DFS and FanDuel was pretty decent. Was it? I had a good week in DK. I had a very, very good week in DK. I cashed on, we made, we made subtle changes to how we prepare the metric last week. Um, we started, we started refining the people that we'd listened to before we make our own judgment calls and, um, you know, and it, it paid off. It paid off. As the source said to me, what good is listening to experts if they're wrong? So by getting to the, getting true, whittling down our list of experts, I feel like we have taken a step in the right direction. So, um, okay, let's get on. To, let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking? Tonight? Uh, tonight. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. I already opened a can. So yeah, I, no mine's already in a glass. Sound. Yeah, mine's already in a glass too. Sorry, guys. Um, I am. I am drinking a Winterfest seasonal ale from Aspatec Brew Lab. That was really good. You gave me some of that. I did. And I can tell you, it was really, really solid. I was impressed with it. Very impressed. Yeah, and for I was I was actually shocked because I know you're not really an ale guy in, in general, but well, this I am was for the really holidays. good. I am for the holiday ales. Yeah. Winter ales, if you're going to catch me with an ale, it's probably something that comes out specifically during the winter most of the time. Most of the time. And to that end, I'm drinking a holiday ale from Two Roads. So, that's exactly <laughs> So, there you go. There, that's so, how I'm much getting. of that case is left that you bought? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Okay, so, don't forget, I'm doing this stupid diet. And right. I, on top of that, my doctor has me on a medicine that has counter-indicating things for drinking too much. So, they say I can safely have up to two drinks a day. So, consequently, between the diet and the medicine, I haven't been drinking very much. So I'm mm-hmm. still on the first six pack. Oh, all right. I mean, that's probably gonna that case is probably gonna last me the whole year. This is, I think, the third or fourth one I've had in total, and that's the problem. Yeah, and you bought that like a week or week or two. Two ago? weeks ago, this has been sitting here. <clears throat> but I mean, it just goes to show you how much I've cut back for for health reasons, and um, you know, it's just I, I look and, and the other problem is I get I have a fridge full of beer as it is. I got stuff from my last <laughs> new park order in there. I've still got stuff that you've given me. I've got stuff that Sean's given me. I found a can of Black is Beautiful sitting in the back of my fridge. That's been in there since, like, June. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I just I end up with all this beer in my fridge, and now I'm just like, all right, that's it. We're not buying any more. I've got the holiday ale. We're not going to buy any more beer until we start um, like, whittling this down. Would you buy beer if it was, like, something you were looking for or like you were surprised to see somewhere oh well that's how i ended Would up with the four it? pack of fresh last week from alvarium which i just finished oh but that's exactly it i, I go and i want to pick up a case of holiday but while i'm walking back ooh, look at that Ooh, <laughs> you don't see that i mean that's that's basically, there's like three or four beers out there that i treat like that crucial mass is one of them by um oh god counterweight um if i Wait. see crucial mass i pick it up 99 percent of the time Baby Kittens was like that before Fat Orange Cat started turning out a little bit more uh, volume. You know, you find that stuff, you grab it. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that is very true. Yeah. Very so. true. All right, so let's get on to some burning hot takes. Uh, what did you receive today? Um, you know what? I'll, I'll give. What do you got Why for not? me? 
All right. So my first question is concerning everyone's favorite topic, COVID. Yeah. Um, as of today, well, I'm sorry. Starting this week, set this set coming Saturday, mm-hmm. which is uh, I don't know first Saturday ish. So whatever, whatever. Well, this is yeah, twenty first. Yeah, that sounds about right. Twenty one <laughs> sounds about right. Uh, the NFL has mandated that every single team is going to start operating on the intensive protocol for COVID. That's correct. So that means they have to players and coaches need to have a negative um, test result from the day before. Yep. Everyone has to have a mask on all the time. Yep. Like meals. There's no more cafeteria. There's just going to be like grab and go bags. Yep. No locker room use. Unless it's game day. Well, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Because the rising COVID for NFL teams has, the last three weeks, keeps going up. And the NFL so, is sick of people not following, taking it seriously, as we saw last week in New Orleans. Right. Yep. And now this intensive protocol was introduced in October. And there's been, so far, 28 teams have randomly been on it. So my yes. question is... Why the hell didn't the NFL just make this mandatory in October? Because it is so restrictive, and it does change the way you do things. There's no in-person meetings at all under this under this protocol, and the NFL was unless like, it's outside. Yeah, I, and, and pre-planned. Yeah, pre-planned and part of the practice. I think it counts as part of your practice time. So, you know, they they, they wanted to limit it for for te- they they had the thought that if we put these basic guidelines in place, teams will take it seriously. And we will stop the spread, and we won't have a lot of problems. What we found out is that NFL teams are no more aware of their own mortality than the average teenager. And consequently, we have all these issues. And not only that, but the adults in the room, the coaching staff, were the worst offenders. You know, the, the, the Saints and the Raiders alone. I mean, John Gruden was fined, what, three times? Just John Gruden, three yeah. times? So, I think they didn't they lose a draft pick too. They have, and the Saints are now going to look at losing one too. That's the the only thing coaches care about is wins. The only way you hit them in the in the belt is with wins. You have to take away what thinks they're going to get wins, and draft picks equal wins to these guys. It is, it is, and so that's where we are, and that's what we're going to have to deal with. And I, I, I'm disappointed in it too, but I think the reason was they expected better out of their teams. Excuse me, I just Fair enough. Right the, Fair enough. This new mic pick up picks up virtually everything, so you might hear the occasional hiccup or cough. <laughs> I'm trying, but that's fine. <clears throat> All right, so for you is yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I would say you know our our caster is a is a work in progress, but I think it's it's it was a good investment. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. I'm loving this little device. Wait a minute, let me push a random sound effect button. I'm loving this device. Let's see what this does. All right, that's. <laughs> That wasn't what I was going for, but okay. <laughs> it's fitting though for it's, some reason. It's fitting. You know what? We should we should use that button very liberally. I'm gonna start using that every time I make one of us it makes really a really should. bad joke. Anyway, all right. So my question for you. So along this goes along the line of COVID, but it's not strictly about COVID. Uh, earlier today, the Las Vegas Raiders had to put eight defensive players on the reserve COVID-19 list, as Ian Rappaport put it. Nearly all of the Las Vegas Raiders defense has been placed on the reserve list. Jesus. Um, they will be eligible to return for week 11 if they continue testing negative throughout the week. And can, uh, monitoring will go into the weekend. So, Craig, 
Yeah. The Raiders are playing the Chiefs this week. Oh dear. This is now don't forget the Chiefs lost to the Raiders at home. The one Chief loss is to the Raiders, right? Yep. Following that game, the Raiders decided to take a victory lap around Arrowhead in their team bus. This was witnessed by Chiefs personnel got back to Andy Reid and got back to Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid specifically addressed the victory lap during a press call. Mahomes, when asked if they were ready to get back at the Raiders, said, oh, we're ready. And that's all he would say about it. And the Chiefs are coming off of their bye week, which I think historically, and I don't have it right in front of me, but I think Andy Reid has only lost two games in his career as a head coach coming off of a bye week. He's like some scene number like 32-2 and two off of a bye week. The line on this game is Raiders plus 7.5. Is there any chance the Chiefs don't win this game by at least 8 points? given all the circumstances, including the COVID players? You know, that the especially the COVID part, uh, man. I mean, there's always a chance that the underdog team is going to win. So yes, I can't say it's 100%, you know, the Chiefs are going to win, but it's right. more like, you know, 98.7% chance. So, so Craig knows that I on – Two nights a week and on, on Saturdays, I play and stream a game on Twitch called Hearthstone. And Craig knows that there's a app that you can use that predicts the outcome of your Hearthstone rounds right. in percentages. And once in a great while, you will get a lineup, because it, it's an auto chess style game, but you'll get a lineup where it's, there's one possibility for you to possibly win this. Out of the myriad of possibilities of this person plays against this... The matchup works out one specific way for you to win. And so the predictor will say you have a 0.1% chance because there is, it's not 100. They have yep. a 0.1% chance of winning this game. <laughs> the Chiefs are going to go up. I, I honestly believe the Chiefs are going to go up 21 nothing, and everybody's going to be like, okay, we should take the offense out. And Andy Reid goes, no, get back out hmm. there, all of you. All of you, you're not coming off the field until three different receivers have 100 yards, and <laughs> and Le'Veon Bell is the third highest rusher with 120 yards. I think he's going to put the pedal down. I think he's pissed. I think and he and Gruden go way back to that Holmgren tree we talked about ages ago, and I think he's unhappy. Oh, yeah, right. I think he's unhappy because he, you know, they're close. They're they're friends. And I think he's unhappy with how it was handled in Kansas City. And I think he's going to make sure that everyone in Raider Nation knows how unhappy he is. Yeah. So, you know, there's still, there's still the aspect of it being a division game, too. So it's, th- it's going to yeah, so, be something. Yeah. Well, there's your point one. There's your point one percent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I am upset that I can't bet on this game because I would take a large chunk of cash and take the Chiefs <laughs> minus seven and a half. Connecticut still is not legalized gambling take, in our state. Take the deed to your house. <laughs> take the deed to your house and put it in the drawer. Now go to the <laughs> bank and take out all your available funds. And if you don't feel comfortable with the seven and a half, the cash line is only minus one ten, which means every hundred and ten dollars wow. yields a hundred dollars. So go put eleven hundred dollars on this game for the Chiefs <laughs> and go collect twenty one hundred dollars when it's over. It's that simple. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. What else you got for me today? Uh, my second question to you is everyone else's uh, second favorite. Okay. Is your friend and mine, 
Antonio Brown. Oh boy, hold on. <laughs> um, if you if people didn't know, um, last week it came out that Antonio Brown he damaged a security camera and he threw a bike at a security guard shack on his housing complex. Sorry, that was a lot now, louder than I wanted it to be. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So he, the, he damaged a security camera. Week. Yep. So he broke a security camera and he threw a bike at a guard shack. Okay, that was the part that the music just blared through. Okay. So he's um, he's being Antonio happened, Brown. Yeah. So that happened a week before Tampa Bay signed him. Uh huh. Now, given Antonio Brown, what's happened in the last year and a half, and now what just happened last month? Right. Does does he finish the season with Tampa Bay? Supposedly. Because now they... the NFL is investigating this. And as we've covered before, the NFL has its own rules. Yeah, so... but supposedly Tampa knew about it before they signed him. That was the latest <laughs> report I saw today was Tampa was like, yeah, we heard about the altercation, but we don't think it's a big deal. Um, everything this guy does. you, you... <sighs> There are certain people in the world who don't learn from their mistakes. So you don't give them the benefit of the doubt. And Antonio Brown is one of those guys. You, you you don't give him the benefit of the doubt. He walks in the door and goes, yeah, all right, I'm ready to sign. Just so you guys know, I kind of broke a security camera. No big deal. I'm fixing it. And, you know, I, <laughs> I kind of got upset and I chucked somebody's bike in a random direction. It might have hit a shit. You don't take that at face value. Now, if you walk through the door and said that to me, I would take you at face value. <laughs> but you can't take Antonio Brown at that value. You can't. You can't. Oh. I go back to I go back and I've said this before in the podcast. There's a great scene from the movie Liar Liar. You ever seen Liar Liar with Jim Carrey? Yeah, that was like that was an entertaining movie. There's a great scene where his secretary's on the phone with one of his repeat clients and she says, "He's telling me he just lo- he just locked himself inside a liquor store and he's in a standoff with the police. What should he do?" And he, Jim Carrey just picks up the phone and goes, stop breaking the law, asshole. <laughs> Antonio Brown, stop doing this. This is not normal. If you have no. to behave this way, then there's something wrong and you need to address it. Because this is not how we address our issues. Now, we don't know what the precursor is. But frankly, after No More White Woman 2020, I don't care what the precursor is. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. <laughs> Oh man! Apparently the apparently the uh, the the Tampa Bay Bucks don't, but I do. This guy has a history of doing this. They have to address it. Oh, what you, what's your take on it? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's being this being the end of November. I don't I don't know. I can't. How he's many already lasted. Left? He's already Eight. lasted longer with the Bucks than he did with the Patriots. That's true. That is true. So, yeah, he'll probably last till the end of the season. If he doesn't, though, I am not going to be shocked at all. Actually, if he plays this Sunday, it will be his second longest streak with a team since he was with the Steelers because he never played a game for the Raiders. (laughs) Then he went he played one game for the Pats and got cut, and he'll make two appearances for the Bucs. See that? Just don't don't be on the Madden cover. (sighs) I'm not going to go there. now. Now you're now Mahomes. Everyone got scared when he hurt his knee. That was a bit. That was and he iffy. did, and he iffy. did miss a game, and he did miss time. He did. And now, why don't you go see how Lamar's doing since he's been on the cover? Hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He, he has not lived Bad up season. to fantasy expectations. Bad That's all you can season. say. <laughs> you know what though? That was that was the scheme being revealed. That was the scheme they built around Lamar for him to develop because he wasn't where they wanted him to be. They built this scheme around him that we were just going to go out, we were going to choke them up front, and we were going to get a way out ahead, and our defense was going to make sure that they couldn't get back so Lamar could do whatever he wanted. And that's just been exposed. He doesn't. Yeah, now defense is like, yeah, we just have to stop Lamar. And, stop their yeah. first drive. <laughs> stop the first drive, and offense, score on your first drive. Go down, go up 7 nothing, and you will start to see mistakes. And that's literally yeah. what we've seen. Lamar does not react well to playing from behind. No, because he he feels he has to do it all himself. Exactly. And that just does not work in a team sport. Exactly. We had this discussion last week. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Unbelievable. So. Unbelievable. All right. You know what? Let's transition. Yep. Let's do America's favorite game. I click the button and nothing's happening. There it is. <laughs> oh. I hope that's not, like, deafeningly loud. We're still trying to figure out the sound levels here. All right, folks. Welcome to America's Favorite Game. I got I to gotta keep remembering <laughs> how this sound thing works. I'm not good with it, so I'm getting there. But All right, so there is a strong correlation between total score and fantasy points, and nothing, right. nothing predicts total score better in our experience than the Vegas lines. So I have in front of me the Week 11 over-unders. Craig, there were four games this week with an over-under of at least 50. I'm giving you okay. three strikes to identify the four games, and I'm going to tell you up front that the Lions-Panthers game has no line. So take Lions-Panthers out of the equation and okay. tell me the other four games that are fantasy-worthy because they are at least an over-under of 50. All right, let's go Falcons-Saints. Falcon Saints survey says absolutely correct. That is a 50 and a half. Ooh. 50 and a half. Where's my pen? Any, there's my pen. You said there's four games or three games? There's four. You have three left four. and all three mm. of your strikes. All right. Let's go Chiefs Raiders. Chiefs Raiders is kind of the giveaway of the week because the Chiefs are probably going to score this number by themselves. And that number is 56 and a half. <laughs> wow. That's, that, that score is 57-3. There it is. So, all right, you've got all three of your strikes, and there's two answers left on the big board. Let's go. Let's go Cardinals Seahawks. Cardinals Seahawks is correct. 57 and a half. It is the highest wow. of the week. The only thing that shocks me is that that number's higher than Chiefs Raiders. Yeah, really? 57 and a half. Did you see the, the Kyler Murray play from the end of the game last week? Oh, that was that the Hail was Mary. Impressive. Oh my! God. I watched it live. I'm sitting there watching it on my tablet because you know I surrendered the TV at some point to my wife just so she could watch something that wasn't football because she kind of eyeglasses over and she has seizures. Not really, but it feels like she does. <laughs> if I watch football too long, I was like, I put this game on the on the tablet. I'm sitting there. She looks over at me, and goes, "What's happened? You look like you've just seen a ghost." I'm like, "I think I did. <laughs> I did. I just watched DeAndre Hopkins just go." DeAndre Hopkins just go to you know, how many guys around me? One, two, three. Excuse me, guys. Hold my beer. <laughs> and he, he caught, and none of them touched the ball. And you know what the best part of that is? Is that Stefan Diggs, that entire mini drive with, like, what, 30 seconds left on the clock or less? Stefan Diggs, I kept cutting to Stefan Diggs, going nuts on the sideline, trying to encourage the defense because he had just put Buffalo ahead. They did not show Stefan yep. Diggs once 
after DeAndre no. Hopkins caught that ball. Because <clears throat> he, he probably left. I, I wouldn't blame him if he did. He probably him. threw his helmet and left. <laughs> but did he throw his socks into the stand? <laughs> and if he didn't, then he's still got a long way to go. All right. I'll you... never – really quick, though. Please. I will never forget that because our friend Tom, he was – he was he got into football for a while, and then he just he just kind of stopped paying attention to yeah. it. And the one time he was, I was with him watching it again. Was that was that, was that, that was the Chiefs playoff game? Socks were being thrown. I think it was a Chiefs playoff game. I can't remember who it was. It was the guy we traded to the Rams like a year later. But the best part of that story is so for those who have no idea, what we're talking about. I, I'm drawing a complete blank. Who's that guy on the the defender? But one of the defenders got called for like a, a personal foul and lost it on the refs and then took off his shoes and chucked his shoes into the stands <laughs> and then took off his socks and chucked his sh- socks into the stand because he was pretty sure oh, he was going to be Marcus Peters was Marcus Peters. Yes, he was pretty sure he was getting ejected. So th- they're sitting there talking about it. He's screaming bloody murder. The Chiefs coaching staff is trying to usher him off of the field because they're pretty sure he's going to get ejected. And then they didn't eject him. They gave him like a 15-yard personal foul and didn't eject him. So now the dude is eligible to go back into the game, and he's got he no, no socks shoes. and shoes. They're gone. <laughs> They're gone. And 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 Andy Reid's like, what the what the hell is happening in my life? What is this? What is this? So, all right, oh, you man. have you have Sorry. three rights. Yes. Cardinal Seahawks yes. was correct. Falcons Saints was correct. Chief Raiders was correct. There is one yep. more on the board, and you have all three strikes. This is it, Craig. This is your week. Give it to me. This is it. This is it. Let's go Packers-Colts. Packers-Colts is correct. Ooh. How do you like that, Sean? <laughs> yeah, you get you get the intro music again just because that was that epic. Craig wins America's favorite game for the first time that I can remember probably since, like, week two. <laughs> and not only does he win it, but he clean sweeps it. Did you cheat and look at the lines today? I, you no. Can be honest with me. I'm actually the biggest thing I'm surprised about are the Colts are six and three. The Colts are six. And, well, they did. They, they beat Tennessee last week, didn't they? Yes. My God, my God. So games I thought you would go for, but didn't. I thought you would go Rams Bucks. You didn't touch Rams Bucks. That was smart. Um, you didn't touch Patriots Texans. Smart. You didn't touch Titans Ravens. Shocked you didn't go Titans Ravens there. I'm like, no, I, I at, didn't. I didn't because I feel like both of those offenses are – they don't know what they're doing right now. So that's why I, I stayed away from that. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Okay. So I guess I guess we're moving on to the metric, which would be great if I had opened it up on my screen. Let's. I should, I should probably load that. Hopefully this doesn't crash the whole stream. <laughs> it pre- probably will. Oh, where are you? I save you in the same. Why? Why are you showing? Why are you saying it's not there? It's there. Not there. There. Not there. There. Right, there we go. Metric. I also my computer does not like Excel, so this might take a minute. So, all right. I mean, who does? So, like Craig and I said, we had a really good week last week. I cashed yes. in almost every pool I was in, and yep, I even hit on a couple tourney lineups that I just threw. You know, nice. <laughs> Once in a while, once in a while, DraftKings will throw be like, "Here, we're gonna give you a free ticket." I'm like, "A free ticket? That's great. It's a twenty five cent ticket. 
what what the f am I supposed to do with twenty five hey, you know, cents? Fan, I, I have to give FanDuel credit. They give out like ten dollar vouchers sometimes. I I've never gotten a ten dollar voucher from DraftKings except for the one time they screwed something up majorly. I can't remember what it was. I complained. We today. changed everyone's points, so here's a free voucher. So yeah, I mean something like that, but. So yeah, so I'm like once in a while, look at my oh, I have four four vouchers and three of them are a quarter and one of them's a dollar. All right, we'll chuck this lineup into like all those different little mini tournaments. Well, they paid off this week, so so this week going into week twelve or week eleven, what week is this? Week eleven. Week eleven. Week eleven. God, I just had a Ralph Wilson moment. So, <laughs> by the way, do you know what week eleven is for us in fantasy? What is it? It's Sturgis. Oh, <gasps> is it? Per- for those who don't know what Sturgis is, Sturgis is the week that Craig and I play in our home league. Going back many, many, many years, we used many. to we used to throw back, we used to throw at each other emails, league wide emails. By the way, we didn't care who saw it, um, <laughs> just mocking each other, and we should do it in like wrestling promo styles. And back in the day, there was a, a WCW event. I think it was called Hog Wild that took place in Sturgis. Yes. I think they used to time it around the time of the motorcycle rally just to make it look even more rowdy. Yeah, I think it was the week or two before the the motorcycle thing. And the wrestlers, when they would promote this thing, would always say, and I'll see you at Sturgis. And Craig started throwing it at the end of emails, and this game became known as the Sturgis game. So <laughs> this week is Sturgis, and Sturgis is important. Where are you in, where are you in the, the rankings, the lineup, and your division? Because we're not in the same division. Uh, right now, it's I'm first. Yeah, me too. Because of my division records, better. You're, you're, so you're tied to first. You're the tiebreaker right now. Yes. Okay, I am in first by a game, and I don't have the tiebreaker against Cinch. I have the tiebreaker against Sean, who I beat again this week. Poor son of a bitch. But if I, man, I started the wrong kicker. I could have beat Cinch. Well, that happens. Damn it. That I happens. Know. What are you gonna do? The big thing is one of us is gonna take a real bad playoff hit this week. Like, That's true. Bad, bad. Whoever loses this is going to be. We're going to be. We're going to. One of us is going to drop down to the wild card slot, basically, and then have to fight off. I mean, if I lose to we're gonna you, have an extra week, right? If I lose to you, and both Cinch and Sean win, I'm in the wild card by tiebreaker. Right now, wow. I'm driving the division at six and three or seven and three, whatever the hell it is. I think it's seven and three. I'm driving the division, but I can't. If I lose to you, I'm screwed. I'm. I, my advantage is gone. So. This is probably one of the most consequential Sturgis Bowls of all time. <laughs> I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> so, all right. So, but that season long aside, let's talk about DFS this week. So, I looked at the metric this week, and the metric basically shot back to me. Listen, you got two options at quarterback. There's a lot of guys I like, but if you want to pay down, you're taking Joe Burrow because he's playing at Washington. If you feel like paying up, you're taking Kyler Murphy. Kyler Murphy. <laughs> Though he is playing Thursday, Charlie Murphy. Um, yeah, no, Charlie no, Murphy. Is, that is a Thursday game, isn't it? It is. Oh, okay. So then that's probably going to be out. So you're probably paying down for Burrow if you want something a little bit more mid-range pack. Justin Herbert is playing the Jets, and that's and he shaved his head. Did he really? He he has like a buzz cut now. So, sorry, so I'm going to take Kyler Murray out of the equation. I like Kyler Murray for a Thursday night pool. I really do. But I, I really have three guys I want to use outside of the Thursday pools. My cheap option is Joe Burrow at 5,500. My mid-range option is Justin Herbert at 6,800. And I'll go top shelf with Patrick Mahomes for my third option at 7,900. 
and it's really going to be whoever I can afford to use. And honestly, I'm going to look to combo them. So if I'm going to use Burrow, I'm probably taking what? T. Higgins has been the big guy right now? Yeah, he's the he's the favorite target right so now. I'm going to pair Burrow with Higgins if I can. I'm going to pair Justin Herbert, not with Mike Williams, with Keenan <laughs> Allen if I can. I don't even know if Keenan Allen's playing. Wasn't he hurt? Hunter Henry. <laughs> Hunter Henry. And Patrick Mahomes, obviously, I have my choice based on how much money I have of like six different guys. So who do you like at, at quarterback this week? Uh, so this week, if again, if we take Kyler Murray out of the equation because he's Thursday, definitely right. use him if you're in a captain's pool on yeah, Thursday. If you can use him on a Thursday night, use him on a Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, so I would go with the rookies because of who they're playing. So you know, Joe Burrow is playing Washington, and Justin Herbert is playing the Jets. Yeah. You know, I, Burrow is the cheaper option out of the two, but. I would go with one of them this week. So let me just remind folks, the four people we mentioned are all playing at Washington, bad, at Seattle, bad defense, home against the Jets, it's the Jets, and at Las Vegas in a revenge game. These guys all... one of them. Seriously, all (laughs) of them have reason to go out there and play really, really, really well. So I think you have options there, and I think... I think, I mean, if you stay true to America's favorite game, then you're probably dismissing Cincy at Washington, which I'm not ready to do because Joe Burrow may have a stellar game. But any of those, and you're probably dismissing Justin Herbert, but you can't dismiss Kyler Murray or Patrick Mahomes. You just can't. You can't. So, all right, let's talk about running backs. If my computer decides to change over. Okay. So, the metric goes, I got two names for you. And I said, all right. The first one is Damian Harris. And I'm like, isn't Damian Harris on the IR? And apparently he's not, but I, for some reason I thought he was. And then the other name is Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook just keeps scoring goddamn points. As long as he's healthy. I went into a Sunday night pool, a captain's lineup, and I said, I don't care how badly I have to spend down. I'm using Dalvin Cook as my captain. And I did. And it cost me $20,000 of my $50,000 salary cap. I spent 40% of my cap on Dalvin Cook, and I won. I won. I had to use Cole Komet, and when he caught one pass for seven yards, I did a little jig because that's better than I expected from him. But I had to have Cook in that top spot. You just you can't bet against Cook as long as he's healthy. No, that's that's a look. He's he will give you a lot of points, but the question is, is he going to finish the game? And the last couple he weeks gonna, he has. Yeah, is he only going to be in for a quarter? Is he only going to be in for two drives? Is he going to be in for four quarters? You don't know. When you're playing <laughs> Dallas, if they're going to get up, they are going to go up. They are. By the way, I, I have to complain, too, and I think I've mentioned this before, and if I haven't, then I, I, I get a chance to complain this now. Sure. I can't, I can't watch Minnesota games anymore. Not only is Why Kirk not? Cousins bad, but I can't hear the name Alexander Madison because all I hear in my hand is Alexander Hamilton from the stupid Hamilton musical. <laughs> watching the musical Hamilton has ruined Alexander Madison for me. Have you ever seen the, the, the musical? <laughs> no, we haven't watched it yet. Okay, well, obviously it's on Disney+. Plus. It's to. worth a watch. It is. Absolutely worth a watch. Um, but the opening number, I believe the name of the song is called, is called is What's Your Name? But there's like three points in the, in, in the, in the, the song where he goes, What's Your Name? And um, Lin-Manuel Miranda says, I'm Alexander Hamilton, and that's how it ends. What's your name, boy? I'm Alexander Hamilton. And the music hits a thing. 
So I hear Alexander Madison with the cut. And I, all I can hear is Alexander Hamilton <laughs> in my head. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot watch the freaking Vikings anymore because of Alexander Madison and that stupid musical. So, anyway. <laughs> so, I don't know if I trust Damian Harris this week, but I definitely trust Dalvin Cook against the Cowboys. Craig Regis brings up a very valid point. He may not even play the full game because they get up ahead. Dallas is miserably bad. Miserably bad. But those are the two guys I think are going to reach value this week. Those are it. I mean, I, that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's Cook, DeAndre Swift. He's he's been coming around, and, and Carolina is not spectacular. And he proved me wrong last week. I was like, I can't trust DeAndre Swift, and I was sitting on my couch and I saw him catch the touchdown pass. And I'm like, God damn it! I just sit on the air. <laughs> I can't trust DeAndre Swift. He's he's come a long way since he dropped that uh, game winning touchdown. <laughs> so here's the other question too: Houston is abysmal against the run, but who are you trusting? You're trusting James White or Rex Burkhead? Yeah. I have them both tagged for about 10 points. (laughs) You know what? I have them both tagged for about 10 points, and that's a lie. Let's be honest with ourselves for a second. One of them is going to have 20 fantasy points, and the other one's going to have like two. That's that's what's going to happen. But good luck telling me which one's going to be. Yeah, it's pretty much toss a coin and and just pick one. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I like James Robinson this week, but he's up against Pittsburgh, and that's bad. I like yeah. Miles Sanders this week, but he's up to 6,900, and I don't know if I can trust him that high. And I'm avoiding Miami this week because they're playing in Denver. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I'm not no. touching Ahmed. Not touching him. I think the Ahmed thing is going to come and go really, really quickly, honestly. I really do. Really? Yeah. That's just my, this is, And I have no reason to think that other than just a gut feeling. Because Miami never sticks with anybody for a long period of time, ever. That is true. Except for Dan Marino. That's it. <laughs> that was it. That's it. So, all right, wide receivers. Um, the metric likes three guys, four guys this week. Um, I, but you know what? The only two I'm going to plug, I'm not even going to tell you who the other two guys that he likes. I'm gonna, it, he likes Larry Fitzgerald because Larry Fitzgerald is down to 3,700. Wow. Wow. That is cheap. But he's not doing anything. The pecking order is DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, whoever's in the backfield, maybe that coach who sometimes plays, if there's an eligible lineman, then Larry Fitz. They're just not throwing him the ball. So at 3,700, I've got him pegged. I've got him pegged. I'm looking at the number. I've got him pegged at 12, but I really think it's going to be more like 10. So, I mean, I can use him, but I'm not really thrilled with it. The one guy I am thrilled with, I think I think Michael Pittman's going to have a big game. He's only 4,500, and he's starting to show signs of improvement. I think he's good for at least 14 points, but I really put his ceiling in the 16 to 18-point category. I think Michael Pittman's going to be the guy I use for value this week. Who do you like at wideout? So wideout this week, man, it's, it's rough. It is. Really, for value plays. Like, if you want to go chalk, then then fine, and you'll, you can – a, well, if you're playing Thursday, for example, DeAndre Hopkins is 8100. That's the problem. But, He's so expensive because he catches everything. So even like someone like Denzel Mims, like the Jets are benching everyone. The Jets have basically given up on this season. You know, Darnold is. I don't think he's ever going to play as a Jet again. So yeah, I don't know. I know he's out for this week again. But the problem is, is. Mims. Mims has Mims seems to be Flacco's favorite target. When when um. When Darnold was playing, I think 
he got used to throwing to Berrios because Berrios was Berrios was kind of taking that um, Julian Edelman role where he was all over the place. He was in the slot. He wasn't in the slot. He was over here. He was crossing crosses. He was going deep. And and Joe Flacco doesn't seem to like that. He, but he likes Denzel Mims. He likes Denzel Mims, and he likes Brashard Perryman. But Perryman's 4,300. I think Mims is going to cut into that number. I mean, if you want, if you want a nice, risky, really potential high upside play, C.D. Lamb. 5,000 yeah. even, he's either going to score three points or 25 points. I think he's going to score closer to three. But if he gets over 15, he's he's value. <laughs> Something you got to yeah, think then about. They, you know what? This week, I'm... <laughs> Because this week, I don't know, receivers to me, if you don't go chalk, is just, it's a mess. And if you do go chalk and they don't pay off, you're screwed. Exactly. Because you invested so, so I think much I would lean, toward, lean towards pairing a receiver with one of your quarterbacks and then, you know, going with probably other rookies like Justin Jefferson or Jerry Judy. Right. I mean, if you're going to do that Thursday thing, you could go Murray and Fitzgerald very easily. Correct. It's doable. It's doable. So, all right, tight ends. Uh, tight end numbers. There we go. So last Pick week, one. last week, yeah, <laughs> last week I was big on T.J. Hawkinson as the chalk, and he was okay. I don't think he hit value though. And I was big on Logan Thomas, and I think Logan Thomas just squeaked into value. So of course this week the metric is saying use those two guys again. If you can spend four thousand dollars, take Hawkinson. He's going to get about twelve points. It's going to put him close to the line. Um, Logan Thomas is only 3,300. He needs 9.6 points, guys. Can he get to 9.6 points? Or 9.9, sorry, 9.9 points. Can he get to 9.9 points? Maybe. Again, since he, since he has not been good against tight ends. No, their defense, they're all, they're all broken. They're all and broken. They, and the guy they just tried to sign failed his physical. So now another team claimed him. So, yeah. And you know what? The guy I really want to use this week is Travis Kelsey because, again, the Chiefs are angry, and I kind of want right. to use Mahomes in lineups, but Kelsey's seventy three hundred, which that's, means he that's, needs he that's needs, a running back. He needs to get to twenty two <laughs> points essentially to be value twenty two. I mean, could it happen? Yes. Yeah. Percentage chance? Yeah. I'm gonna put a thirty percent, thirty percent chance he makes value. Honestly, in this game, I'm worried about him getting ejected. That's also possible. That's also very possible. Can we stop for a moment, by the way? Because Cinch pointed this out, yeah. and I don't remember who it was, but somebody spiked the ball over the crossbar and did not get a penalty, and Travis yes. Kelsey got one three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Be consistent or shut up. What the hell? I get it. Yeah, well, well, I mean, unless Kelsey started yelling about somebody's mother, then yeah. <laughs> even if he did unless he looked at unless he looked at one of the officials and said something derogatory about that official's mother it's not a flag it's like and i get true, it it's the true. tony gonzalez rule it's like the same thing why you can't take your helmet off when you're in the field which by the way no one gets flagged for anymore you ever see that people score touchdowns it doesn't happen a whole lot but they start running towards the sideline they rip their helmet off and there's no flag that's the old Emmett Smith yeah. rule because Emmett Smith, because Nike said we want to get more shots of you in the end zone with your mask off for, for promotional purposes. So every time he scored a touchdown, first thing he would do is rip his helmet off. And the NFL said, that's not safe. We're going to start flagging that. And they did the same thing with Tony Gonzalez. But you can't flag Kelsey for it and not flag other people for it. And that's what's happening right now. So that's just disappointing. 
right, defenses. Defense is. Defense <clears throat> Defenses is. Defenses is. Okay, so I, I took the trouble of putting another metric together and then didn't sort it. So let me <laughs> sort by metric value really quick. Uh, thank you, Excel. No, 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 no. The Jaguars are the low value. I want the high value. <laughs> sort the other way. There we go. Oh, that's not better. It wants me to use the Jets. No, I'm not using the Jets. I don't care that the Jets. You know what it is? The Jets are only 2,000. That's what it that's, is. Yes. If the Jets get to four points, it's value. That's not enough value. The next name down is the Raiders. Why? Because the Raiders are 2,000. It's no. The first decent defense I see here, Texans, New England. I might use that. They're 2,600. They're not going to get to six points, though. I don't see any. I really don't see any value this week at defense. That's kind of sad. Fill me in, Craig. Who should I use at defense? You know, for a while I would have said the Titans, but probably not anymore. And I, I know they're not super, but I feel I still feel like teams that play that are from warm states and they go to Denver in the middle of late fall, winter. Right. Right. That always gives Denver an advantage. So Well, weather wise. Yeah. So for me, I feel like Denver's height and weather is like the twelfth man. Yeah. So Well, weather wise this week, Baltimore and the Northeast are supposed to get a little bit of a warm spring on Friday night in through Sunday. So it's gonna be unseasonably warm. By unseasonably warm I mean it's gonna be like fifty five to sixty degrees. It's not gonna be warm. But it's going to be around what Tennessee would expect if they were playing at home in November. Right. So I don't know that weather's going to play into this so much. But yeah, I just I don't know. I don't like it. this week. Defense is going to be the last thing I fill in. It, sometimes it's the first thing I fill in just because I know there's a cheap defense I want to use. I'm looking at the cheap defenses. I don't want to use any of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fill out my roster and I'm gonna go to defense last. And right now, I'm really thinking I want to pay up for a stack for, um, oh, my God. Jeez, why am I? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. His name just flew out of my head. <laughs> I want to pay up for of Mahomes. People. <laughs> I want to pair Mahomes and Kelsey. Hope Kelsey can keep his composure. And then use some value plays so I can use Dalvin Cook. And that's probably what most of my lineups are going to include. I would say I'd be shocked if every lineup I put in doesn't include one of those three guys. And I think there's going to be some solid lineups I put in that are going to have all three in it. I'm telling you. Yeah. No, you you know what? The last, like, three weeks, like, the first lineup I make is the one that wins everything, and the other ones are kind of like, eh. You know the and other thing? I'm telling myself, you know, maybe I should just make one lineup. <laughs> you can do that, but then it's all or nothing, and that's the problem. You can hedge your yeah. bets by doing two or three, but this is this past week, I, I had a really good week. I doubled my money easily, and one of the things I did was I didn't put in a single lineup until Sunday morning. I did not put mm. in a single lineup until Sunday morning. I, I, I had the guys in my head I wanted to use. I did the podcast with you. I talked about certain guys. I did not have a single person in my head. And then Sunday morning, so this is funny too. I'm putting in together I'm putting together a lineup and I don't I need a wide receiver, but I'm out of cash. I'm like I literally have like two thousand dollars left. I need a cheap wideout who has high upside at this point. I'm like my lineup is pretty solid. I'm pretty sure there's hundred and forty points here no matter who I use. So I'll pick a high ceiling guy. 
and I used Keenan Cole. Oh my God, was that the right call? He got the punt return touchdown, which counted. Then he got, an, I think, he had a receiving touchdown. I was like, oh my God, he was at instantly at value after the two touchdowns. And people were like, Keenan Cole coming out of nowhere. I'm like, no, no, I, I called it. I called it. I used him as a desperation <laughs> play because I was out of money. But yeah, I called him. I used his two thousand dollars. So, all right, believe it or not, we're running down on time because I want to save a few extra minutes. Next week is going to be our Thanksgiving spectacular. Spectacular. Which is good too because I break my diet next Wednesday. Oh, perfect I'm timing. Scheduled. Yeah. Oh, there's. Oh, the scotch will flow. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. I'm. I am out of scotch and or whiskey. Yeah, you know what Sad. we have. We have two minutes. Why is the, why? I thought you said you said something about a beer shortage earlier. Is there is there a beer shortage in in the Craig household? Uh, for for my beers there are, because there's Laura, there's a section for the Laura beer and right. then there's my beer. So. Yes, we have his and her drawers in our fridge. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and we're actually talking about investing in a mini fridge just because the other day I went to put like something away and I was like, there's no room in this goddamn fridge because the entire bottom <laughs> shelf is full of freaking beer. So we're... that's a better thing. No, it's not a bad thing, except well, it wasn't a bad thing when on like an average Sunday I would drink three or four beers over the course of a football Sunday. Now I have two and I'm like, oh, God, I can't anymore because I'm out of carbs and I'm on meds and I'm old. Being old sucks. <laughs> There's your title. Hey, speaking of speaking of beer, are you gonna make a are you gonna make yourself a holiday beer? I'm not this year. I'm not. Um, the pumpkin ale came out so weak that I was unhappy with it, and the beer I did before that wasn't wasn't tasty at all. So I made the decision. I have a great recipe for. It. I have Phil Markowski, the brewmaster at um, Two Roads. He published a book on farmhouse ales, and in it is a beer de Noel. Which is the mm-hmm. type of beer that a holiday ale is. And I'm like, ooh. So I literally have a basic holiday ale here. It's not what he produces, but it's something he wrote and it's similar. And I thought about it, I'm like, no, I'm just not a reliable brewer. I'm just not. I'm bad at it. I've been thinking about <laughs> I've been thinking about buying you some ingredients to see if you could do better, because I think you could. <laughs> what we should do is buy a kit for Sean, because Sean's instantly better at everything that he does. Except, except getting getting us listeners. He seems to be bad at that. Except, except that or or headsets. That seems yeah. to baffle him. A, <laughs> I, it's it's amazing. I, I always say if you sort if you go into our our numbers and we don't talk about the specific download numbers. We we don't like to brag and we don't like to talk about those things. But if you sort by our worst episodes, like of the top ten, every episode Sean has ever appeared on is in that top ten. <laughs> it's I don't understand it. I I just don't get it. I just I don't, know. don't get it because I think he's relatively good at it. I mean, we, I think I think the two of us are, are fantastic at it. But I, I just I think Sean offers a lot. I think no one ever listens when Sean's on. It's like people start the it's podcast weird. and they hear his voice and they're like, oh, screw this, delete it. <laughs> I don't get it. But in the meantime, leave us a review wherever you listen to us. We do appreciate everybody listening. Um, oh, final thoughts. I almost skipped to the closing and forgot final oh. thoughts. <laughs> My God, I'm in Thanksgiving mode. I'm off next week, so I'm already shifting into time off mode, apparently. Craig, lead us off. What's your final thought this week? Uh, My final thought is uh, thank you for downloading the episode. And just remember, all the advice that we give you, you know, it's really for, you know, entertainment and just overall fantasy knowledge or suggestions. Yeah. So no one's saying, we're not telling you, you use Joe Burrow, you're going to win a million dollars. Correct. So 
We are telling you, and you this know, is just this, use us as a source. And this is something I think a lot of the experts out there don't actually do. They'll sit on, they'll go on the air and they'll scream, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. I'm going to use Joe Burrow in 13 lineups this week. And well, uh, I don't know that they really do. I mean, a lot of them no. don't publish their lineups after the fact. They talk a big game and then they don't publish anything, or they publish something on their website. I don't know if that's what you used or not. I need to see a screenshot of your lineup in action. You know, and right. that's and, and a lot of them don't do that. We tell you who we're going to play. I don't sit here and say, I'm going to play Patrick Mahomes in a bunch of lineups and then use Joe Burrow. That right. doesn't mean I'm using Patrick Mahomes in all my lineups, but we're just honest with you guys, and that's that's what we're doing. But at the end of the day, yes, fantasy football, you're responsible. All we can do is provide you information. We try to provide you accurate information and and be entertaining about it. And that's the whole point of it, right? Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, final thought for me: We're a week from Thanksgiving. Um, next week will be our Thanksgiving extravaganza. Craig and I usually end the episode up drunk. Um, that's always <laughs> fun to see. That makes for good podcasting and good downloads. Um, uh, this year is going to be weird because of COVID. Just be safe, guys. Be really, really safe. There's a doctor out there who is encouraging people to hold Thanksgiving dinners because the old people in their lives may be dead next year and not have another opportunity. And while that's true of any of us, I don't want to be the person who makes that person dead. And, you know, we don't talk a lot about our day jobs too much on this, but my day job does still take me out into the community on a fairly regular basis. I'm at a high risk in terms of what I do. I'm in a, in a form of, of human service slash healthcare. I'm at a semi-high risk. I am not going to grandma's house on Thanksgiving because I don't want to be the one that kills grandma. And that's exactly that may sound blunt and terrible, but it really is. It's just think about it before you do it. Think about it before you do it. Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, has been doing tremendous, tremendous briefings on a daily basis, and he is not pulling punches. He's not pulling punches. No, I like I like him. Did you see <laughs> last week? What did he say? He said something great today, too, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But last week he said I know these these measures may be inconvenient, but you know what's even more inconvenient? Being dead. And then he just stopped talking. Like, yes. that's that's really all there is to it, folks. Don't be dead. So just be careful on Thanksgiving. See the family that you can you can see safely, but do it safely. We, we're all at risk yeah. right now. We're You know, we see a light at the end of the tunnel in, in this vaccine that possibly will be coming out before the end of the year. Be safe. Just be safe. So, you know, the other thing you should do is leave us a review wherever you listen to us. If you're on Apple Podcasts, do leave us a review. Um, if you use the word rutabaga in the review, I will make sure to give you a shout out on the air. There's your dare. <laughs> the word is rutabaga. Um, watch, we're going to have 35. These guys are stupider than a <laughs> rutabaga. Awesome. I'll take it. I'll take it if you put the word rutabaga in there. So, um, wherever you listen to us, we do appreciate it. Reach out to us. We're at FignutsDFS on Twitter. Uh, we are FignutsDFS at gmail.com through email. And Craig and I will be back next week before we stuff ourselves silly with turkey and other uh, delicious goods. Because while I may not be able to see my family, you're damn right I'm having turkey on Thanksgiving. That's just kind of me. Damn it. That's it. God damn it. There's only so much you can take from me. Damn it, 2020. <laughs> really quick before we go. Did you watch the uh, last week tonight with John Oliver this week? I have not watched it yet. You need to watch it. You need to, at the very minimum, you need to watch the last 15 minutes because it's his last show of the year and he okay. always does a big thing at the end of the year. 
this one was good. Mm-hmm. So, and if if you don't have HBO Max, search last week tonight season finale on YouTube. He put it up as a segment, so it's legally watchable. All right. Until next week, everybody be safe. Enjoy the games. We're more than halfway through the season. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Now I need to play the outso music. Here we go. <laughs>